Welcome to General Conference. Press on. Hold fast. Heed not. If we want to find balance in life, and if we want the Savior to lift us heavenward, then our commitment to Him and His gospel can't be casual or occasional. You're stronger than you think. Help is available from others and especially from God. You are loved and valued and needed. We need you. Fear not and believe only. When the storms in life come, you can be steady because you are standing on the rock of your faith in Jesus Christ. We have never needed positive spiritual momentum more than we do now to counteract the speed with which evil and the darker signs of times are intensifying. The kingdom of glory we receive in the final judgment is determined by the laws we chose to abide in our Heavenly Father's loving plan. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to General Conference Review, the podcast all about what the prophets, seers, and revelators of these last days share at General Conference. And we ask the important question, how have we taken what we have heard in General Conference and applied those principles into our lives? Hello, and welcome back to General Conference Review. I'm your host, uh, Todd Bruce, and joined with me as always is our co-host, Kevin Beamer. Welcome, Kevin. Well, welcome. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me again. It's uh, it's it's good to get together, and we just saw each other last week at State Conference, uh, and and we should have almost recorded this then, but uh, but we didn't. So here we are. <laughs> we were um, not prepared. <laughs> we are not. We were not prepared then. The the talk we're going to talk about today. Uh, uh, this is a talk that's blown everyone away, uh, and and we could probably sit here for a couple hours talking about it. But it's the power of spiritual momentum by President Russell M. Nelson. This is the the, the keynote address of the Sunday morning session. Uh, and it's uh, he, in it, he talks about uh, spiritual momentum and five specific actions we can take to help us maintain uh, positive spiritual momentum. Uh, Kevin, I know you got some uh, uh, personal experiences with this talk that that really spoke to your your soul. So I'm looking forward to hearing about those. But uh, I I have some as well. Uh, it's you know very and it come up plenty at state conference in our bishops council and our hike. Um, high priest group uh, discussion and uh, this is something that will hopefully come up a lot in the next six months so um, let's jump into it I'll, I'll do a bit of a primer here and we'll jump into these five uh, specific actions and we'll talk about them sounds fantastic well, I have uh, uh, you know he talks a bit about Ukraine and, and Russia and, and some of the challenges we're facing and he talks about conflict in general he, uh, President Nelson says he goes none of us can control na- nations or the actions of others or even members of our own families, but we can control ourselves. My call today, dear brothers and sisters, is to end conflicts that are raging in your heart, your home, and your life. Bury any and all inclinations to hurt others, whether those inclinations be a temper, a sharp tongue, or a resentment for someone who has hurt you. The Savior commanded us to turn the other cheek, to love our enemies, and to pray for those who despitefully use us. Uh, Which I just thought is pretty profound in its own right. He carries on, uh, we are followers of 
of the Prince of Peace. Now more than ever, we need the peace only he can bring. How can we expect peace to exist in the world when we are not individually seeking peace and harmony? He, he goes, I know what I'm suggesting is not easy, but followers of Christ should set the example for all the world to follow. I plead with you uh, to do all you can to end personal conflicts that are currently raging in your hearts and in your lives. Uh, that was just setting the table for talking about momentum. Uh, he shares the conversation about or the experience with watching the basketball game. Um, you know, and then he, he, he describes momentum as, as this. He was momentum is a powerful concept. We have all experienced it in one form or another. For example, in a vehicle that picks up speed or with a disagreement that suddenly turns into an argument. Uh, and then he relates it to spiritual momentum. Uh, we have never needed positive spiritual momentum more than we do now to counteract the speed with which evil and the darker signs of the times are intensifying. Positive spiritual momentum will help us uh, move, help us keep moving forward amid the fear and uncertainty created by pandemics, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions, and armed hostilities. Spiritual momentum can help us withstand the relentless, wicked attacks of the adversary and thwart his efforts to erode our personal spiritual foundation. Uh, yeah, so this talk just comes out just spitting wildfire. Like, it's just fantastic, right? He's just big. I'm going to talk about this. I love how he highlights that, you know, we are commanded to turn the other cheek um and things like that but he also talks about it's hard it's hard when someone we're justified maybe in our not forgiving someone but we're still expected to it and how can we i love that line that you read how can we expect to have peace and harmony in the world when we're not individually seeking it peace and harmony we're not putting the effort in yeah like seeking and seeking's not he didn't say when we don't individually have peace and harmony yeah he says when we're not seeking it individually I think that's yeah. huge. <laughs> and then, it's per- it, it, beautiful. Oh, it blew, it's unbelievable. It's, it's unreal how, how effective it is. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think, when I think of that, I think of uh, somebody shared an example of if we're at the judgment seat and we're asked why we didn't forgive somebody, is our, is our justification going to hold up? <laughs> Good question. And it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> It feels there. We feel very justified in this life. Yeah. But is it going to hold up in the next life? Yeah. And so if, if we can't, you know, like, mm-hmm. anyway, that's a personal question for everybody. But sorry, yeah. I cut you off. No, you, you never cut me off. You're doing great. But uh, <laughs> that that does go through that, like that personal, he, President Nelson acknowledges is that I, what I'm asking is hard. What Christ is asking is hard to forgive. But we need that peace that comes from that. We just need it. We need it, yeah. And I love it. And then he gives us the five steps or the five ways to get our spiritual momentum going. And I do like that idea of spiritual momentum because it's with anything, right? Like when you're on a roll with anything, it's like, just keep going, keep tracking. I'm just it, doing awesome today. <laughs> easier to keep moving than it is to, to put effort mm-hmm. and like build, build up that speed. Yeah. Right? Just keep doing it. But. Yeah. So why don't we talk about the first one that he throws out there? His first yeah. action is get on the covenant path and stay there. And I think you had a paragraph you wanted to read from that section, yeah. Todd. Yeah, it goes, uh, <laughs> I, I, I liked here, it goes, we enter the covenant path by being baptized and making our first covenant with God. Each time we partake of the sacrament, we promise again to take the name of the Savior upon us, to remember him and to keep his commandments. Later, we make additional covenants in the temple where we receive even greater promises. Ordinances and covenants uh, give us access to godly power. 
The covenant path is the only path that leads to the exaltation and eternal life. Mm-hmm. Huge, right? Uh, it's the only path. I've had this conversation with people and they struggle with this concept. The covenant path is the only path that leads to exaltation and eternal life. Well, that's part of the covenant. <laughs> right? Yes. That's literally part of it. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't mean that good people aren't going to go to heaven. Uh, good, everyone's going to go to heaven. It's, uh, the, you know, like I liked Elder Oaks' talk, and we're going to get into that next time, but um, about fundamental uh, aspects of the gospel that we believe in. Everyone's yep. gonna make it if they if if they're you know reasonable people. You have to be yep. very very evil in order to not make it to mm-hmm. one of the degrees of glory. Um, but to get to the celestial kingdom, which should be our goal, mm-hmm. it's it's through the covenant path. It's the only way. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. I also love. Uh, I was listening to the Follow Him podcast, and they talked about the first principles and ordinances of the gospel. It was, I think it was just this week uh, and talking about that. Those are the first principles, meaning that there's more principles and ordinances yeah. associated with that, which, uh, which is fantastic as well. And we would say that those happen in the temple and other things like that. <clears throat> Perfect. So we've got this thing, get on this covenant path because there are blessings. There are special blessings that are going to come from that covenant path, from living that covenant path. And once again, the goal is to find peace in our lives and have that spiritual momentum. And then we jump into number two, which is beautiful. Uh, Even just the way he words it, discover the joy of daily repentance. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I love it because, yeah, the joy and and that's what it is. And I know growing up in the church and I know a lot of people really struggle with repentance because it has a connotation. I got to go see the principal. I got to go see the bishop, you know. Like it's, it's like a, like it's a bad thing. Um, I, I think I spoke about this before, but I often was trying to drive the point home. Well, like we're just trying to be a little better every day. That's yep. the goal. Well, you know what? If we're trying to be a little better every day, we're repenting every day. We're trying to repent of the things that we did before that we shouldn't be doing. We're trying to cut out of our lives or maybe we're displacing things that we do in our life with something better. You know, yeah. we, we talked about this before the podcast here about like, uh, how busy life can be and, and the importance of making sure we're doing the most important things. We're not going right. to be able to do it all. We just got to do the most important things. But anyway, discover the joy of daily repentance. I had these ones, Mark. To go, he goes, Let's hear it. Please do not fear or delay repenting. Satan delights in your misery. Cut it short. Cast his influence out of your life. Start today to experience the joy of putting off the natural man. The Savior loves us always, but especially when we repent. And then he adds here, uh, it goes, if you feel you've strayed off the covenant path uh, and that there's no way to return, that is sim- that simply is not true. He adds, now caution, return to the covenant path or returning to the covenant path does not mean that life will be easy. This path is rigorous and at times will feel like a steep climb. This ascent, however, is designed to test and teach us, refine our natures and help us to become saints. It is the only path that leads to exaltation. Beautiful. Just beautiful. And I love how you talked about too, like there's that concern. We have that concern, that negative annotation with repentance. Uh, But our whole purpose in life, you know, plan of happiness, plan of salvation is we came to get better. That's the purpose in life. And I love that President Nelson talks about the joy of this. 
but also don't fear, don't delay repenting, just st- cut that misery short that Satan delights in. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just, uh, it's lovely. I, I always equate it to, like, we're here, we're here to uh, choose to do what we want to do or what our, what our Heavenly Father wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a it's a learning process. It's it's really hard to give up what we want. Yeah, uh, but it's important for us to get there, to get to a point where we're are, yeah. are, are giving our will to our heavenly Father, uh, and and doing what He would have us do. And uh, it's not easy. And it's not. I tell you what, it's you know spiritual momentum. Um, you know, being a bishop, uh, I I don't want to say I'm on a different level, but like it's still hard. Like, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's easy because I'm a Bishop or it's easy because I'm praying, you know, for people constantly. I'm serving people constantly. I need the spirit in my life constantly. It's still hard. It's still hard to like choose to meet with somebody on a Thursday after work when I haven't spent the day with my family yet that week. It's still hard. It's still hard yeah, yeah. to do the things, but um, you know, Finding time for my family uh, is is a, is is essential, but also serving the people who need it when they need it is essential. Yeah, uh, and and so it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are on the covenant path, and it doesn't matter where uh, you are in your current momentum. Um, it still is going to require effort. Yes, and it still requires re- that little re- bit of repentance and trying to be a little better. Which is an important thing to note, right? Because just because you return to the covenant path doesn't mean life is easy. We hope that at some point it will get better for you, yeah. but it doesn't. It's not like an automatic. I'm trying to be better, etc. We're good to go. Which yeah. then, I think it's. Us to I think it's. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. I think it's easier. I think the momentum has made it easier, especially. Yeah. Like folk, the focus is able to be there. I just wanted to illustrate that it doesn't. It's definitely not easy. Yeah, it, there's still effort required, no matter how much momentum we have. But the benefits and blessings are worth it for sure. I recognize. Yeah, we recognize that. Yeah. Right? Anyway, that's yeah. all I wanted to add. No, that's perfect. Well, and then it goes to his third suggestion. He talks about learn about God and how He works, <clears throat> which there's some really good stuff here. So I'm just going to let you jump to the one that you right, wanted great. to read. Uh, okay, learn about God. He goes, one of our greatest challenges today is distinguishing between the truths of God and the counterfeits of Satan. I think that itself could be a whole half-hour podcast. Yep. Uh, however, he goes, when Satan came tempting Moses, he detected this deception because he had, ju- he had just had a face-to-face interaction with God. Moses quickly realized who Satan was and commanded him to depart. And then the bottom I loved here, he goes, with frightening speed, a testimony that is not nourished daily by the good word of God, can crumble. Thus, the antidote to Satan's scheme is clear. We need daily experiences, worshiping the Lord, and studying his gospel. I plead with you to let God prevail in your life. Give him a fair share of your time. Yeah. I love this because it's another way to word do the primary answers. Yeah. (laughs) But it gives a context as to why those primary answers are important. I love that. Like, Literally, Moses went from hanging out with God to hanging out with Satan in a situation. And so he was able to understand and be like, oh, you're not. That's not how that is. Something's changed. Yeah. (laughs) Something's different here. Well, and and the the nearest experience I've had with this is is, uh, 
my wife and I, my brother and his wife went down to Las Vegas. It was, our kids were young and we needed a break and it was like November in Canada and we weren't ready for winter. And so we went down to, to Vegas and we did the strip and we did, uh, shows and dinners and, you know, like we, uh, you know, unhealthy amounts of food. And, um, we, we enjoyed ourselves. We didn't really gamble. We didn't really, you know, like what kind of divert the eyes and, you know, stay focused. Well, on Thursday that week, we went to the Las Vegas temple and we spent a day in there. We did, we did, uh, you know, endowment sessions. We did ceilings. We did everything they would let us do. They invited us to come and do more things. And we're like, yeah, sure. Like, well, you know, we're here. Why, might, might as well. And we know just the absolute contrast of the Las Vegas strip versus the temple. And I'll tell you, when we got back to the Las Vegas strip, we had no desire to be there. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a night and day difference. And, uh, so we ended up spending our last night in Vegas, that trip, uh, in the hotel room playing cards <laughs> just together because we didn't want to be on the strip. We just could, could see the difference between, you know, the world, God's, kingdom versus satan's kingdom mm -hmm. no i don't sin as much as you so i've never been to vegas no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> my one and only time no it's but and and what you're you're not saying that because somebody goes to the strip in vegas that they're evil or terrible yeah you're saying that what an example this contrast was when comparing the temple to the strip <laughs> and that could be in many facets of life it's not specific oh, yeah. to yeah, and so that's lovely. Yeah. But it's wonderful to be able to see. Oh, I've got this. I have this spirit with me that I don't want to lose. <laughs> that's right. And I had work coworkers harass me. Who goes to the who goes to the church when they're in Vegas? <laughs> and I just said, well, apparently we do. But uh, but it was. And I'm not saying people go to Vegas are wicked. They they go and they they do things and don't necessarily. Uh, partake of the things that are available but they it's it's a very cheap vacation with good weather and and uh oh yeah uh, and, it, and it's fine but it's uh uh this you know this was very very contrasted and very immediate it was the same day just like uh yep. Moses experience not just like similar yeah very well, somewhat similar very somewhat similar and i love how the lord works as he uses the spirit to give us inspiration and revelation that works for us. Yeah. So in that scenario, that worked for you. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> Lovely. It's okay. So then the last two we're going to jump into, and these are my favorite of all of them. Okay. I just, we're just beautiful. And I've got a great story I'm going to tell afterwards, but let's jump there. Suggestion number four was seek and expect miracles. <laughs> okay. Uh, here I wrote, or I highlighted uh, uh, he, referring to God, parted the Red Sea for Moses, uh, helped Nephi retrieve the brass plates, restored his church through the prophet Joseph Smith. Each of these miracles took time and may not have been exactly what those individuals originally requested from the Lord. Uh, do the spiritual work uh, to seek miracles. Prayerfully ask God to help you exercise that kind of faith. And then the last line I highlighted, few things will accelerate your spiritual momentum more than realizing the Lord is helping you to move a mountain in your life. Huge. Boom. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things I love is I've never thought of Moses, just how he worded it. Like President Nelson is just awesome. But anytime he speaks in his prophet capacity, I'm just like, this man is a prophet. Yeah. But yes. just saying like Moses probably didn't say 
you know what I'd really like, God, is my way to get out these people out is to do all these plagues, go through this whole process, and then to get stuck in an ocean and have to part the Red Sea. He did not ask for that from the start. No, <laughs> I, I always think of it like Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith just prayed in a in a, in a grove to know which church to join, not to have a lifetime of <laughs> grief and harassment and be be martyred for it. Like, yeah, yeah. Moses but, certainly wasn't looking for it, but once he knew, he knew, and this is what yeah. the ask was. Yeah, and uh, and and he, you know, he he recognized who God was and and who what, what the world was and who Satan was. Yeah, and. and it became an easy choice, probably not an easy, but easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's just interesting when we ask for blessings and stuff, and we're like, oh, yeah, you know, God did part the Red Sea with Moses, using yeah. Moses as that instrument, as that tool. But um, <laughs> Moses probably didn't ask for that in the first place. No, but it's lovely. So whatever you're asking for, you can still expect miracles. They just might not be the same yeah. that you think they should be. <clears throat> and I've okay. Got a- I've talked to people who who uh, almost make their their faith conditional on on the blessings and the miracles that they've got received in their life, mm-hmm. and when they don't get the miracles or the the blessings that they expect to get, they they're upset. Mm-hmm. And they're mad at God for not, you know, delivering the way that they expected Him to deliver. And, uh, that's a dangerous uh, precedent or dangerous principle to to believe in that our faith is needs to be uh, predicated or yeah. conditional on on blessings. Uh, that's not what it's about. We're no. here to be tested. We're not here to like be given an easy path because we, because we believe, right? Yeah. But there are blessings. Yeah. There are I, certainly going to be are available. Just yeah. not necessarily what we expect. No, that's great. That's great. <clears throat> so then this brings us to the last um, suggestion and conflict in your personal life, which he this is not the first time he's talked about this in this talk. <laughs> yeah, it's not. He's, he's told us to do this a couple times and personal conflict in your life. <laughs> so and I think you had another yeah, line he, that you wanted to read. He says it right in the first line. I repeat my call to end the conflicts in your life. Exercise the humility, the courage and strength. Those are big three, three key, yep. huge, huge things required. Humility, courage, and strength required both to forgive and to seek forgiveness. Uh, at the bottom here, when, or not bottom, halfway down. When the Savior atoned for all mankind, he opened a way that those who follow him can have access to his healing, strengthening, and redeeming power. These spiritual privileges are available to all who seek to hear him and follow him. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no, like... <laughs> I highlighted what I highlighted, but it certainly like this, this is such an uh, epic talk that, you know, I could have highlighted the whole talk. It could have happened. And, and it's good. Different parts are going to mean different things, th- different to different people. And we're going to pull what we pull away from it. But um, definitely uh, seeking forgiveness and, and forgiving others uh, is, is, is huge. Uh, seeking yeah. in your life and seeking to end conflict in your life is huge. It, it weighs us down when we have those things. Yeah. Oh, completely. And that's one of these things is we hear, you know, you should forgive others. And it's like, oh, why should I? They didn't do anything. But it's not about them. It's about us personally. Because there's peace that will come from that. <laughs> and we know that we're not going to put ourselves in, in, you know, bad situations. We're just working so that we can have that peace. That's that's what the purpose of this is. 
Um, yeah, and we both, we talked before recording this and we pared down some comments so we could be <laughs> within a re realistic time frame because we could have done this for a couple hours. This is just such a fantastic talk. The last thing I wanted to just highlight is we were given <laughs> uh, kind of a challenge. Uh, I'm just going to read that out. Yeah. Uh, President Nelson said, two weeks from today, we celebrate Easter. Between now and then, I invite you to seek an end to a personal conflict that has weighed you down. Okay. Did you want to add anything else before I go into my story there, Todd? <laughs> uh, no, I, I uh, yeah, I, I just, I love this, uh, this invitation and encouragement that he sends to us. And, and uh, you know, I like the next line, could there be a more fitting act of gratitude to Jesus Christ for his atonement, you know? We just experienced Easter. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, we just hopefully discuss the atonement and the resurrection and, and whatnot. And, and what, uh, what more, or could there be a more fitting act of gratitude to bring more peace into the world? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Feel free to share away. I will listen. I've done enough talking. <laughs> so when this happened, this lovely invitation said two weeks from, you know, before Easter, work on one of the personal conflicts that you have. <laughs> Now, in all our lives, we all have personal conflicts. Some are big and some are small, some are medium. You know, sometimes it might be uh, a personal conflict that day because, you know, the kids didn't do the dishes properly or whatever, right? There's lots. <laughs> but I knew exactly which one I needed to, to work on. Uh, I've got a good friend that we had a falling out a few years ago <laughs> and a bad falling out, really bad. Uh, haven't had contact for years. And then about a year ago, tried to reach out and no, not, in, not interested. So I was just, I was, I just accepted. All right, <laughs> that's okay. I don't want to push this person to, so that I feel better about myself. You know, I, I didn't want to be selfishly doing this. So sitting Sunday, general conference, hearing this talk, and I'm just like immediately, I'm like, oh, but I can't. Like I've tried, I've reached out to this person. I'd like to end this conflict that's years old, um, <laughs> but it is impossible. And I completely 100% felt that this was an impossible thing. So this is Sunday. That Thursday, I got a message from this person. Not that they, this was not someone who, from watching conference. Like this is, <laughs> I just want to be clear. I got a message from this person about something, looking for some information. <laughs> so I said, yeah, I'm available. We talked on the phone quick for a few minutes. And I said, I'll get some more information for you. It was not some thawing, some saving of a relationship. So the next day I got the more information. I sent another message. I got this information. They called me back, talked for a few minutes. And then I asked about them and turned it into, you know, 10, 15 minutes of conversation. Now, <laughs> this does not mean that this, this relationship is perfect or saved or whatever looks, but it relieved a lot of tension and brought peace <laughs> that, like, again, once, once again, like I said earlier, I did not think it was possible. And my loving Heavenly Father said, you know, it is more than possible. I'm going to have them reach out to you. I just want to bear testimony that as we seek to end conflict, but also as we follow our prophet, that we will get blessings. Like I'm still flabbergasted that this happened.
because literally, like I was saying to you earlier, Todd, like I did not think this was possible <laughs> and my father in heaven made it happen. I just love that. What joy that brought. <laughs> and I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey man, I appreciate it. Appreciate that. I appreciate uh, you sharing that. I know that's a, a deeply personal uh, experience for you that happened just recently. And it's hard for us often to convey those experiences. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm, I, I'm grateful for our heavenly father's uh, investment into our lives mm-hmm. and, and, and that he is, he is not just aware of us, but he's invested in us and wants the best for us. And he's not going to, necessarily do it for us that's not what life is about it's a, it's kind of the test and, the, and to kind of have us uh you know exercise the humility courage and strength required to to do the things we've been asked to do um but i'm also grateful that he is willing to uh you know coach us and bring us along and show us mm-hmm. that this is possible um, yeah <clears throat> no it's good i know and we have no shortage of uh I, I have a, a close personal friend who uh, was going through some tough times and we did, we weren't aware of uh, the, the, the depression and the struggles they were going through because we often get focused on our own lives. And, um, you know, we were joking around one time, this is before I was Bishop and we were joking around and I, and I made a wisecrack, like teasing each other as I want to do. And they, <laughs> they took it personal and they were upset. They went straight. They were, this is why we can't be friends. And they went straight home, and uh, and I thought that was kind of seemed like a bit of an overreaction. Um, so I just kind of texted them and, and said, you know, like let me know when you're ready, and I'll come and you know want to have a conversation. And we went and we had a good, you know, half hour, forty five minute conversation about all the things, and you know, made me aware of things that were going on, and it gave me a chance to apologize. And, um, but it it put to bed something that could have caused a, a rift in our relationship. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, no, it's so it's so important to end that conflict and to, to be, uh, it's it's it brings me back to Joseph Smith and his dispute with his wife uh, while he was trying to to translate the the Book of Mormon, um, translate the the gold plates to the Book of Mormon. He was his inability to, to do anything because he had just had that conflict. Um, you mm-hmm. know, how many of us have disagreed with our spouses? How many of us have disagreed with somebody at work? And like, whether we're right or justified, doesn't matter. It's, we can be, we can disagree without being disagreeable. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and we can still do it and by inviting peace and being peacemakers uh, with all, everyone we surround, we're, we see it. Um, you know, we, we should be better. We are disciples of Christ. We, we are latter day saints, saints of the latter days. So we should be, willing to be better and to, to, to strive to be uh, the best we can to help others to find peace in their lives as well and recognize the peace in their life. Yeah. yeah. Well said. <clears throat> that's, that's my testimony of this. A great talk. Uh, I encourage everyone to go and review this talk, find things that speak to them and speak to their soul. Is there, <laughs> it's there if you want to find it. Beautiful. Thanks, Todd. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. See you in a few weeks. Thank you for listening. Give us a like, follow, or rating wherever you consume podcasts, or come find us on Instagram or spiritualcrusade.com. We hope you're uplifted by this general conference review. Don't forget to review and study the words of the prophets and apostles, and we challenge you to find something from these talks which speaks to your soul and helps you to find meaningful growth 
and draw closer to our Savior.